Welcome to Big Business Mistakes, hosted by Brandon and Kaylin Poulin. Hear the most successful entrepreneurs tell jaw-dropping stories and lessons behind their biggest business mistakes so that you don't make them. Ditch the fake highlight reel and get the raw truths and golden lessons of what it actually takes to scale your business from those who have done it. This is Big Business Mistakes. Nobody can write the core value proposition of your company, the the messaging, un- understanding the messaging, the pain, the dreams mm-hmm. of your customers, and really like we use a process where you don't even have to make it up. You can just use your customers to give it to you, yep. right? If you at least have some, and and so there's there's better ways to do it. But just one of the things that I see people do is they try to just, and the greater concept here is just throw money at agencies to solve these problems, right? Yeah, and, well, and I just want to say too, like we're not poo-pooing on agencies. We use a lot of agencies, but I think co-creation, the word co-creation that you use, that's where you really found like the best medium was co-creating with the agency. And what agencies will find, if you're an agency owner that's listening, is that when you co-create with the client, the result and the return that you're going to get for them is going to be better. Because you guys aren't having to like guess at the messaging and like oh use other weight loss ads that you're seeing working and like just using that, right? Like you're co-creating with them for a message that's like unique to them and they know their customer best. I know my customer a million times more than an agency will ever know or be able to learn. And like they're not going to go down into niching into like my specific customer to make me the best ads, to make me the best stuff, to make me the best emails, to write me the best copy because they have a bunch of other industries they're working for. So when you think about it of like how do you co-create with the agency or how do you co-create with like a number two, originally I was like writing all the stuff, all the copy all the time. And and so, yeah, you coach them through it. That's how you do it. You co-create by you coaching them. Yeah. And then I would have her do it. And then I would film a loom of me going through her email. And I would say, this is why I'd say this here. This is why I'm changing this. This is why like this doesn't sound right. This is why we don't say this. And so I literally trained her up like that. She would write every email, every social post, every everything. I trained her up and thinking like how my brain thinks, looking for the things and changing and editing things so she can hear my brain literally processing like why this is wrong, why this is incorrect, why I'm changing this, why I'm shifting this. And so it trained her up in that. And so co-create with someone to do it, whether it's an agency or a number two to you, but yeah, you can't just like hand it off to someone else and expect the same result as you yourself, who is your customer, like knowing it more than you. Sales and marketing are core functions that have to be owned mm-hmm. at the cap table. The cap table is the ownership of the business. Ooh, that's good. They have to be owned at the cap table. Okay. Like you're not going to have any, like if there's three partners in a company, nobody does sales or marketing and they're going to outsource it to an agency, it's going to fail. Mm. Like, please show me an example. I want to see one. I've never met, I've never met any successful company where, where sales and marketing were not owned at the cap table or at least understood at the cap table and then taught and, and leveraged internally as a function, Mm. not outsourced. And so this is just one of those things that you cannot throw money at this problem and expect it to get fixed. You can throw money at a lot of things, right? You can throw money to recruit people. You can throw money to get speed in any area. You can throw money at systems. You can throw money at implementation. You can throw money at most problems, but this is an area that this is the sauce guys. So like you have to be a student of sales and marketing. That's Mm -hmm. two skills that you have to master because if you don't master them, 
truly it's just mastering your customer marketing. You're speaking something in language they've, uh, they'll understand. And we've done a couple episodes that are really taught, focused on marketing, mm. right? And so you have to focus on the marketing. And then the sales is the process in which you go from marketing into a customer, right? Mm-hmm. The conversion process, whether that's phone sales, webinar sales, in-person sales, group sales, event sales, like it's all the same um, people. They're all humans. They all have the same psychology, thoughts, fears, beliefs, pains, dreams. It's just the way that the model works and how you move them along that process that's different, right? Depending on the application. Yeah. And too, if you're leaning on an agency to do all of your messaging and your marketing and your copy, like how much are you truly learning about your customer? And like how well do you actually know the messaging if you're leaning on someone else? What happens if you don't work with that agency anymore? Right? It's like they've dialed in maybe who your customer is, but do you really know? So good. Right? Yep. So next one, guys. Next entrepreneur epic fail that I see recently from amazingly successful companies. So by the way, you can mess these things up and still win. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But imagine if but you wh- don't. What if you didn't have to? What if you didn't have to? That's right. What if there was like, you know, people out there telling you? Or people that could help you, right? So so we've, all of these things, we've walked companies through these problems, right? So I'm just like, I'm giving you the sauce of like, hey, here's the thing. Like if you're a fly on the wall in one of our strategies. Yeah, days. like like these are all problems that we walk people through because uh, we've done them all in our own companies, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like we've got five businesses in the portfolio right now, mm-hmm. right? We've got dozens of of clients that we work with. And so we walk people through these problems because they're in every business, right? Yep. That's what's cool. So that's why I want you guys to glean from this. I'm like, this is what's happening right now, mm-hmm. right? Like right now. Yeah. So next one is a lot of, a, a lot of people in the digital coaching entrepreneur space, right? <laughs> right there, they grow, they've grown organically. Like we moved in to the social media world decades ago, right? Facebook's like 23 years old or something. Mm-hmm. Um, like so, as old as you. Yeah. Like we moved and no, I don't think it is. No, the internet is, I'm sorry. That's wrong. Facebook's like 13 years. I think it's 13 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Don't Something quote like me that. on that one. So, so we moved into this social media age and we're well in it. Right. And so when it comes to like how people get attention and the best places to advertise and buy media and grow your business are social media networks, mm-hmm. right? It's all digital. Everyone's on the phone. Duh. We all know this. Yep. It's there. So most companies are doing something organically, right? And when I say organically, they're they're making content on social media organically. Mm-hmm. And the people that have figured out how to do it organically and they figured out how to tell their story, they've been able to create a whole amazing company, a lot of times multiple seven-figure companies out of organic marketing, right? It's yeah. that that's, that's what's happening in the like coaching type of space. Right. And so, and so in, in that realm, at some point, they all get to this point where <laughs> I no longer have control over my growth. I can't force organic to work for me. Mm-hmm. Like you can't like consistently create viral content. Like it sounds really good. And everyone's like, Oh yeah, we can make you go viral. And like, <laughs> If I wanted to go viral, I'd make a dumb, stupid, funny, entertaining video that applies to everybody and and I would work at it and then you could get it. You could figure it out. Like mm-hmm. we've worked with with a couple amazing they, that's what they do, right? It's like but but that's not a business, right? You can if you make content that like just makes people laugh because it's silly, like that doesn't attract people to your business or your offer necessarily. It just mm-hmm. gives them a, a laugh and you get a lot of views and likes, right? Mm-hmm. 
So it doesn't convert to customers. So the point is here is that you reach a point where you need to create predictable revenue to start to actually scale, scale a business. And the way that you create predictable revenue is by having control over your acquisition. You have a throttle, right? Like you've got a throttle and as you move the throttle, it juices more power, you get more customers. And so you've got to buy attention, right? And so paid media. So moving from organic to paid media. So I see, I see the mistake, I see the mistake made all the time of thinking that like we can just sit in this organic place and we never have like we're gonna still be able to grow from that. Like you can get to a point, but eventually you need control over it. And so you have to learn the paid traffic game. A lot of things I see too is that a, a like an influencer will grow, mm-hmm. and then they'll they'll basically start selling something, and they'll do a ton of revenue, but then all of a sudden, a couple million dollars later, they've farmed and they've harvested all of the seeds that were sown over the years of growing organically, mm-hmm. and they're like, why am I not making any more sales? I still have all these followers. Well, you've you've harvested all of the crop, right? Mm -hmm. And you didn't plant any new seeds, right? And so this is where lead generation, right? Lead nurture has to begin to happen with throttle, right? Not just posting content, right? Mm -hmm. And so if, and and I'm, I'm telling, if you're an organic creator right now, and this is speaking to you, like if you put the amount of energy Mm -hmm. into your paid advertising, and the creative of paid advertising that and you craft it like you craft an organic post. Yes. And you put the same amount of energy, like you would explode, mm-hmm. right? Because you make a, a, a an organic post. It's like, yeah, like YouTube lives forever. Like TikToks could like circulate Instagram reels. But like the reality is organic content's gone as fast as it comes because there's a whole well, new organic wave content's the next day. up to the people. Right. You know what I mean? So besides with the exception of YouTube, it it basically is gone at some like within a week or two, right? I mean, it can it can go longer than that in certain situations, but ultimately that's what happens. That's how the algorithms work. The new is served up, it's current, it's recent, it's gonna take over. So so if you put the time amount of time and energy into paid content, you can make something once and then put boost behind it, understand your numbers. How much can I afford to spend to acquire? an action or a customer, right? Mm -hmm. Like an email or an appointment or whatever, a show, like whatever your action you're measuring is. If you can get to where you understand that number and then how that number backs out to what that customer's worth, that is the game of scaling a business. And that is what you have to understand if you want to grow, right? So if you're an organic, the mistake that I see is thinking that like that's that ride's going to last forever, but you're going to hit a pinnacle point and you're going to have to create predictable, consistent revenue. And if you can't do that, you're going to end up in this spot where you're like, what's happening? Why is it going down? And it's frustrating. And you're yeah, like, some some of you organic creators need to just like pick up your the flag that you've planted of like, I do everything organically. I'm an organic content creator. Like paid advertising is like this dirty, dirty thing or something. Well, it's scary. Yeah. I mean, it's scary, but also you gotta, it's like, like spend money. No, like, all just of mine's organic. It. I hear that all the time from like influencers and stuff. And like, no, like everything I do is organic. I don't run any paid anything. And I'm like, you're saying it like that's like a, like a compliment, like a place that I'm like wanting to be like, honor. A, yeah, like a badge of honor when I'm like, yeah, you're doing all this. And it's so great. But what would happen if you turn one of those pieces of organic content into an ad 
right? And it did so well organically, like with your following and got you all this reach, how would it convert as an ad that can literally just run and run and run and run and doesn't get, you know, sent down to the bottom of your Instagram page over time? Yep, exactly. So making that transition is tough, but putting that same amount of energy, you, you actually have a massive advantage. You just have to understand the economical side. So this segues perfect into the next one is it's actually the, the, so let's, let's take this kind of scaling word, right? Like everyone Mm -hmm. likes to say scaling, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's what we do. We help companies scale. Like, what does that mean? (laughs) Right? Well, like the first step is they have to have predictable revenue. They have to have consistent acquisition, right? And not episodic income events, (laughs) Right. So good. I heard Dan Kennedy say that. He was like episodic yeah. income events. It's like that's not it's like a business. you don't have a business. Yeah. That's an episodic income event. You launch something, you do something once a year, twice a year. Yeah. Once a month. Like so so create you know, so anything that you can repeat and make consistent over time is what I'm talking about. So that's step one. Is like we have to be able to do that. But in order to scale that, we need to know the numbers. We need to know the path of math. The path of math. I have a. You need to get that tattooed, man. You I know. Say it so I, much, I say it, it so much. That's because it's the game. Like once you've got the marketing, the product, the system that of selling, and you're creating revenue, it's all about math. People don't get that. So here's here's the mistake. Number one is not understanding the math, right? Like we don't even know what the math is. So the question is, what's the most you can afford to pay for a customer? And I asked a room full of entrepreneurs that were all like, uh, I don't know, 10 million a year, mm-hmm. somewhere like f- around there. And there was only two people out of 30 that knew that that answer. And I was like, like sh- the real I answer. was shocked. Yeah. And I was like, you would all be twice or three times as the size you are right now if you knew the answer to that number. You knew the answer to that question. What is the most you can afford to spend to acquire a customer? Right? That's the key. And so I've got like, for people that work with us, I have like a two hour training on that and I cannot get into that. I'll make brains bleed. You need Advil, but that's I've, my line. I've actually finally simplified it and I have a, a whole model that we made on it. Anyway, mm-hmm. customer acquisition cost, lifetime value, okay, cash flow break even, right? Acquisition return on ad spend, not just return on ad spend, acquisition return on ad spend. If you go look those four numbers up and you study them, you can learn this, this path, right? So I'm, give, I'm equipping you. I'm not just like leaving you on a cliffhanger. So that's the first mistake is they don't know, know the number. The second mistake, and this was recent, and I was on a call and I was like, dude, you got it all right here. I was like, what are you doing? Just spend more money. It's like- What happened? It's like, how do you decide how to spend more money? And this is an emotional thing. No, like what happened? You're on the call- and like before you had the revelation, you're like, you got everything here. It was like, they're like, what's the path to growth? Like, what was the problem? What, 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 what happened? Like, what was the problem that they were like? The, the problem was emotions. Mm. It was a mental like, I've been comfortable spending this amount of dollars on my mm. ads and I'm making this much revenue. But what happens if I turn it up and spend more? It's like, oh, what's going to happen? And so this is where if you know the numbers, you know the path of the math, then all of a sudden you have confidence, right? And then you can spend more and your business doubles. That's what's crazy about paid, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. 
SEO's cool. Like, there's so many ways to acquire customers in digital marketing. Yeah. And there's a lot of great second layer things. Yeah, there's like SEO and you could do a, a direct mail campaign and commercials, but like digital is like instant feedback, clarity, tracking. It's it's unprecedented, really. Mm-hmm. It's unprecedented what's available to you. And so it was it was just that emotional, like, okay, I know the numbers. But like, what happens if I like crank the throttle? And so that's where, you know, getting help and having confidence. And and really like the question I would ask you is, why do you spend what you do on advertising? Like what drives that? Did you just set a budget one day? Like, do you know the actual amount of dollars you're making back from it? Like if you can't track it, like then you don't know if it's working or not, mm-hmm. right? And so I'm not going to get into the complexities of attribution models yeah, right now. Yeah, because you could go on for 10 hours. I'm not going to get into the complexities of of first touch, last click, multi-touch. I'm not going to get into that I'm not because you can go and then you can go and say that there's, you know, holistic survey attribution and then you can, you can get into, uh, there's a whole nother layer above that once you're doing yeah, tens of you millions. Yeah, that you you're not getting into Yeah, this, yeah, so. I'll stop. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, here's the list of seven things I'm not getting into. (laughs) But the mistake that I see people make is ultimately they make romantic, emotional decisions. Mm. And in business, I think the only thing you should be romantic or emotional about is your products and your customers. Mm, That's good. That's a writer downer. A writer downer. That's a writer downer. You are from Kentucky. (laughs) That's a writer downer. Kentuckiana. Literally, I, I was like, is that a joke? She, I, I, like, We walked into, was it a Bass Pro? Yeah. We walked into a Bass Pro and it was like, Kentuckiana. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's like legit. I thought yeah. you were just like messing with me. Because no. it's like the border of Kentucky and Indiana. Yeah, like the news is good morning, Kentuckiana. Kaylin grew up on a farm, guys. <laughs> Brandon grew up in the city, guys. She drew a tra- drove a tractor to school, <laughs> apparently. So we had drive your tractor to school day. Brandon didn't believe me nope. for like years until I was her. able to find a picture. Yeah. And I saw it. I was like, all right, fair, fair. She's got receipts. So let me know what resonated with you. Leave a review. Tell me what resonated with you. Drop a what YouTube your biggest comment. Takeaway? Tell me your biggest takeaway. We'd love to hear from you guys. And that's all, that's all we got today. We rocked that's through a big it. List. You rocked it. Pause, pause, go back. Like what resonated with you, right? Like you just need one. Be like, ah, and, and share this guys. If there's something that stuck out to you that you're like oh somebody else somebody else might need this or or might help from them shoot a shoot a share over to them we'd really appreciate that and this has been an awesome time i'm just like was recapping in my mind like what my biggest nugget was what was yours um i love the don't outsource your your marketing because i feel like i see that a lot and like people letting go of it maybe it's because i'm in marketing so i'm like so passionate about that one but i'm like that we could drive that one home like button that up and and put it away for later not to so do, good cause... so good awesome guys thanks for being with us today on another yeah. episode of the big business mistake show kaylin and brandon here we're out we're out we'll see you y'all. next time bye